0: Good morning, guys. It is Shannon, your host of Different Conversations. It is Monday, eight o'clock in the morning, August fourteenth, of my daughter's birthday of high school. Lord, pray she have a good day. Good morning. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Shout out to all of those who listened to the first episode. Um, I'm learning. Right? I got a little bit of feedback. Um Shout out to Sharif Cooper for my message. I really, really, really was inspired by that message. Thank you. Um, I hope you feel the same way after you listen to it. <laughs> um, but for real, no, I appreciate everything you guys um, sacrificed to do, to listen, and give your time. I do not take that for granted because time is definitely precious. About a week ago, I made a post, um, and it said, long post, trigger post alert. So we're definitely going to hit on that, um, because I believe it hit home for a lot of people. Didn't get a lot of comments or feedback on it. However, I know in my heart, these are a lot of the issues we're facing today, um, because I too, myself, have been facing those same issues. So, here we go. It is long, and it is a trigger, so just uh, bear with me, and I also want to hear your feedback on it as well. Let's go. If you never get to the root of the problem, you will only begin treating symptoms, right? Um, But you will never fully heal. So think about that for one second. When you think of a tree, it has roots down in the ground, in the soil, to hold that tree, okay? Okay? those roots. It's the source. It's where it began, right? So symptoms are kinda like the leaves, the branches, uh things that are already out there. We can treat those symptoms, right? But they're probably gonna continue to grow back. The the leaves and stuff, they'll come back every season. Well that's a little bit how trauma works. Um if you treat the symptoms, it, it seems okay for a little while, right? But it's it always uh have a way of showing back up. So let's go over a few few root problems. You got mom or dad neglect, right? Kids who are neglected. Um people who were molested, especially at a young age. Usually that's where most molestation when most molestation happen when, you know, kids are younger, boys and girls. there's so many boys this has happened to, right? Rape, rape that's that's a hard one being placed in foster care, even temporarily. Can you imagine a kid being snatched out of the home that they viewed was normal or was okay, even if they knew it wasn't normal or okay, and they get placed into a foster care, uh, family or new home? Oh my goodness, that's traumatic. You are in a foreign area, you don't know nobody. What if they treat you worse than where the situation you came from? Um, Being raised in a toxic environment. Hearing parents fight, argue. um, Maybe parents being on drugs. Maybe parents being on alcohol. Maybe parents are emotionally abusive, physically abusive. We'll go into that. I was physically, mentally, emotionally abused. Those are... Root issues, guys. Uh, grief, right? Somebody passing away. Um, just not having that person anymore. Like they were here. It could be a grandmother. It could be a, a grandpa. Somebody you really thought was going to be here. They're no longer here. It could be a best friend. Grief caused plenty of issues. Pain, okay? And when I say pain, it could be heartbreak pain. It could be pain from a physical aspect, from having a disease. Uh, It could be pain. We all define pain as different things, but pain is something that hurts. It's not a fun deal, right? Root issues, I wasn't hugged enough, right? Neglect. And I'm not talking about parental neglect. It could be neglect from a friend, somebody you thought, you know, was going to be there for you. Just neglect, period. Somebody just disowned you or just kind of left you. Self-destructive behavior, okay? Racing down Broadway, right? That would be considered a self-destructive behavior. Sleeping around with any and everybody. Self-destructive behavior. It's a self-destructing behavior. Right? Root issues. It came from somewhere though. Traumatizing situations. Now when we talk about trauma, trauma can have different levels, different layers. Trauma is different from it for everyone. Right? It's all in what we can handle. And a lot of people will say, God won't give you more than you can handle. Trauma, everybody can handle only so much of what you know, they can deal with is it. Trauma is different for every single person. These problems can be considered root issues. We tend to treat these issues with band-aids, okay? Think of a scar or uh, you fail right? Running, you fail You're bleeding. Mom comes and clean it off. Oh, baby. Clean it off watch it off, clean it off, make sure it don't get infected, put a Band-Aid on it, boom. Don't make you feel better. Well, in a sense, it does. Mom kissed it, mom, you know, treated it. But, hey, that, that wound is still there, right? It's, it's being treated like it's going to go away, and it may go away in a few days. It may go away in a few weeks. However, we put the Band-Aid on there to kind of cover It doesn't mean the wound don't exist, right? So this is how we treat those aforementioned root issues. We treat it with drugs such as heroin, cocaine, meth, opioids, weed, right? Alcohol, drunkenness, promiscuity. Promiscuity. I can't sleeping around. Provocative music. Guys, your kids are falling asleep to this depressing music. OMG. What you think they're gonna wake up and be like playing video games for hours? You wouldn't even think that was a issue, but somebody being stuck to the video game for five, six hours a day, four hours a day, three hours—that's a lot. You sitting there playing a, especially a violent video game. Yeah, we're trying to avoid some issues there: bullying, stealing. Killing, violence, gangs, overeating, overspending, right? Self-entitlement. Ooh-wee. I didn't act to be here, right? Nobody asked to be here. <laughs> Newsflash. None of us was born and said, hey. I didn't act." None of us asked to be here. Ego-driven. Adultery. Reciprocate. The very reciprocate the very same behaviors upon others that happened to you. Right? You was molested now, you're molesting people. You was raped now, you are out here raping people. Right? You was neglected now, you're neglecting your own child. Okay? Pay attention. No, these this happened. Jealousy, rage, anger. Ooh, these are some of the most dangerous. Uh band-aids right i mean dangerous jealousy rage anger those stuff the majority of the people that's in jail had a lot of this going on right suicide suicidal ideation self-harm on the first episode i had mentioned you know we're in 2023 how many suicides have we had in the u.s reported in the U.S. and it may not have data on this in 2023. So far they normally wait to the uh, end. But you know we so they say suicide is the 11th leading cause of death in the U.S. got us data from 2021. 2021, we had 48,183 Americans die by suicide, right? So, the age-adjusted suicide rate in 2021 was 14 per 100,000 individuals. Uh, Those are just suicidal statistics. This is according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Yeah, that's a lot, right? We choose these certain toxic behaviors consciously and unconsciously. Right? Consciously is like I'm aware. I know what I'm doing. Uh, I'm gonna do this because it was done to me. Right? That's the kind of conscious. Like you are aware what you're doing, and you're doing it purposely right? Unconsciously could be peer pressure. Somebody handed you that blunt and you taking a look like, come on, you saying, nah, you know, I don't think I should. They, They peer pressure. Yeah, you should. Come on. Unconsciously, you go ahead and take a puff and you just not, even though you did it purposely, you probably, hey, this is no harm till you get addicted, right? You sniff that line of Coke. Oh, it's no harm. Till it's addiction time, it's time to buy some more because you your body is craving for it, right? Whew! You know what? It temporarily numbs you and you feel nothing. That's why we choose those behaviors. It hides the pain that you encountered and or experienced from others. It has a way of hiding it from others sometimes, right? And these are just some of the reasons why people choose um, these behaviors, these toxic behaviors, these band- what I call band-aids. Uh, it could give you a false sense of power and or control. To go around with, to go with that jealousy, anger, rage, let's put malicious on there. I knew some people in human resources who were really malicious. Ooh, that's a horrible character defect. When you experience it, you know. Um, gives you a false sense of power and control, right? So me, personally, I wholeheartedly believe any and everybody can be healed and transformed by, number one, first admitting that there's a problem, right? You got to know that something is inside of you that is not right. When you go home, lay your head down at night, some people sleep very, very well. But I know God taps people on the shoulders. I, I know he do. Because he tapped me on the shoulder. At at night, I think about, you know, what could I have done different? Did I curse somebody out? No, I'm just playing. I don't be cursing people out, y'all. But no, did I use foul language when I didn't have to? Did I yell at my child a little too much today? Did I show them more attention uh, than usual? Did I show them less attention than usual? Just things that we think about, we analyze at the end of the night when things have calmed down, Piper down. Some of us go head on to sleep as soon as I head hit the pillow. Yeah, mine don't. I don't. But I do like to be in the bed early. So, anybody can be transformed and healed. By number one, I said it. First, admitting that there's a problem. Giving yourself grace. Right? I know there's a problem. I know there's something wrong. Uh, don't beat yourself up about it. Give yourself some grace. People in the Bible had a lot of issues. Had a lot of problems. Forgive yourself and, you know, go to God. Say it's you want to change your life. You don't know where to start, how to start, but send, ask them to send somebody to assist you with it, right? Uh, you know what else helps? Intense therapy. Actually putting in the work and holding yourself accountable. That's why a lot of people don't want to go to therapy. Don't, they don't want to work on themselves. They don't want to address themselves, right? It's scary. First of all, it's hard work. It's embarrassing in a sense, right? Like imagine somebody who, and I use molestation because it it just keeps coming up in my brain, who been molesting people and they finally get to go to therapy. They got to let all of that come out in order for healing to take place. Like, oh man, I molested somebody. But guess what? It happened to me first and I thought it was okay. I thought that was the end thing. I thought that was the thing to do. I thought a lot of people were doing it. I thought this was my way of healing. This was my way of putting it back out there. Right? So give yourself grace. You're going to have to pray to forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself, right? So intense therapy, actually putting in the work. I do believe at the end of the day, at some point, you have to accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. If you far away from him, he going to be far away from you, right? Um, coming to him as his child and literally asking for deliverance. Now, a lot of people will say, well, I didn't have parents. Well, oh, I didn't have a dad, so I really don't know how to be a daughter or a son, right? <clears throat> that, that's that got to be tough, like, to not know what to expect from the parent, especially if you've experienced, like, abuse from a father or, uh, you know, neglect from a father. It's like, okay, how I know God's not going to abuse me or neglect me? Like, you literally, these are questions that come up in your head, right? Um... Me myself, I'm only speaking from some personal experience, some of them um, with myself. I wouldn't and couldn't tell you anything that I haven't witnessed and/ or experienced myself, even from others um you know being their true self and telling me what went on in their life. I do want you to know that God is for you, and as a disciple of Christ, which is myself, I'm for you as well, like if you're seeking help, I want to help you. <laughs> I want to help you get to the resources. I Listen, I made a post one day, I want to see everybody win. I wasn't just saying that, I'm serious. We, You know what we can accomplish when we all win it? Heal people, heal people, right? Being the best version of yourself will be the key that ba- basically set you free. And you can't be the best version of yourself Until you admit that there's a problem with yourself. And correct it. Have ways to correct it. Right? Have ways to correct it. Let's let's go back over some of these um, issues. These root issues. Uh... Let's do grief. Okay? You lose somebody who you love. Let's let's start with my mom. She lost her daughter. Her daughter was 18 years old. She was 37 at the time. I'm 37 right now. I can't imagine my son is 21, losing my son. Like... That's not even something that we, you know, picture. That's not something that we just wake up and say, hey, what if my son died today? No, we, we want our kids to, to lead, lead and live a prosperous lives. We have aspirations for our kids. We have desires for our kids. We want the best for them. When we had pushed them out and had them, when you lay first laid eyes on your kids, you had dreams for them, right? You had hope for them, and I believe that's what any parent who's lost a kid—that hope has now been crushed. You know, I remember Michael Brown's mom. Her name was Leslie. She said, "Do you know what I had to go through to get that boy to finish high school? Like it's like her work was done in vain. She felt like he's taken away now. He's gone." Right? Can you imagine? It's like I went through all of that for nothing. But his name still lives on. God has a purpose at the end of the day. Right? I'm sure um, some of the things we do in our lives, we really have to stop and think. Like, who am I hurting? And who am I helping? We, we have to think about that. But let's go back to grief. Grief can not only be with losing a person. Grief can be, I have to give X, Y, Z up. This is a grieving process for me, right? Having to stop smoking weed or drinking alcohol could be a grief process. You're going to miss it. It's gone away now. Like you, the urges are still there. The cravings are still there. But you're going to grief it because those things are still there. However, you cannot physically partake in those activities anymore. That's a grief. It's been taken away. You gave it up. People need assistance with that. People need therapy to go along with that. You need. Uh, an accountability partner to go along with that some people right somebody you would call and say hey I'm having these urges I need you need an accountability partner a good one and you be that other person's accountability partner right so I, I wholeheartedly those root issues are deep they're traumatizing They are traumatizing. Uh, When you say I was raised in a toxic environment, let me give you an example. Your mom called you the B word as a kid. I cannot imagine, especially as sensitive as I was, being called the B word by my parent. I've never... Like, that would take me just to a whole nother place. I've never... But I knew people who were raised in that environment, right? And so they grow up thinking it's okay. So guess what? Sometimes if they don't get therapy and get help, they end up doing it to their own kids. They don't know anything is wrong with it, right? Until they go visit someone else's uh, household who, you know, considered a little more stable or a little more... uh, What you call that? My husband always used this a little more functional. You know, you have a lot of dysfunctional households out there. Right? I'm drinking my coffee, guys. It's never too late to seek therapy. But it's all in your mind. It's all in your head. Am I ready to change this behavior? Am I sick of going to sleep broke, right? Am I sick of stealing from people to get the money for the drugs, right? Am I tired of hearing my mom's voice play over and over, you be worried, you be worried. At at some point during the day of your life, at some point, because we know life is short, We got to be better. Whenever you drive and somebody run the red light or they go past you, you know, run the red light and they, they hopping out their car, whatever, like the passenger or whatever is out, out of their uh, passenger side window, holding up guns and acting a fool. It's some trauma there. Definitely. No person in their right mind would be doing that, right? No person. Why would you? Honey, I I see funerals where I remember one time I called me. She said, I thought it was a parade coming down Lucas and Hunt. Niggas was driving. and That's her word. Niggas was driving a Going in circles, holding out guns, and out the window and care. How do you honor somebody who you are about to bury? Y'all heading to the cemetery, and you you acting in this way. Like really? I mean, even if the person who you guys are burying has that type of spirit, come on, or had that type of behavior before. It's scary. I seen it's a scared of us. Older people are scared of us. Like they don't fool. They be in the house. They listen. I ain't got no time to argue with nobody. Somebody blowing me, I don't blow back. <laughs> I just don't. My daughter be looking back like, who is that blowing? It don't matter, cause I'm still gonna continue to do the way I'm doing. If I'm driving the speed limit, I might go over five to miles sometimes enough to cause me to get a ticket Ticket, it's all in how I feel but I, I can't react to every single thing that's a battle I'm not going to win right it's, it's, it's a battle we're not going to win let's talk about not being hugged enough Guess what? My daughter loves to hug me. (laughs) And I just sometimes think it's one of the most... I know it's loving. I know she's just a touchy-touchy person. Um, And I believe a lot of that is her dad's personality. And it's a beautiful thing. I just wasn't used to that. I don't think... And I got a lot of hugs from like aunts and cousins and stuff like that, I just wasn't really uh, in the household where a lot of hugs were given. Like, it just wasn't the thing. Maybe they didn't get a lot of hugs, my mom and dad, right? It was given, like, when I came back from camp or, hey, I miss you, but not from school and all of that, right? So, I got to change my mindset in a sense. Like, my daughter, I need to give her more hugs. I don't want her to you know, grow up and kind of feel this way. I I, I don't want her to no, no, uh, reject her daughter whenever she have kids. I will reject her son whenever they try to come up and hug. And I don't reject Taylor, of course not. But I'm uh, whenever she does like hang around me a little long and hugging on me and stuff, I'd be like, okay, kind of back up. <laughs> Like, it's just, I, I gotta get used to it. It's still something I'm practicing. Hugs are very important, guys. You give off really uh, good energy when you hug somebody, it, it could make their day, you know? I do, I'm a firm believer hugs are important. Um, I was, my, look. I'm going to go back to another root issue. I was molested, right? Molestation can cause a number of problems. It can cause you to molest others. If not, it can cause you to be promiscuous, right? It could cause you to not trust others, right? It could cause you to not even want to ever have sex, right? It can cause a lot of issues. Especially for... People who get married without um, getting any type of healing, that can cause a huge factor in a marriage. You may not want to have sex as often as as your partner, right? You were touched. You were violated. It wasn't your fault. You didn't ask to be violated. Even if years went by and you started to enjoy it, somebody took advantage of your innocence. That wasn't supposed to happen. It's not your fault at all. You have to get that engraved in your head for all of my listeners out there who were molested. It was not ever, ever, ever your fault. It's still not your fault. Right? The devil uses people. Okay? Um Oprah Winfrey was raped by her uncles. Joyce Myers repeatedly molested by her father, not her stepfather, her father, her father. I cannot imagine and you hear her tell a story over and over and over. I'm sure she got therapy and healing and stuff from it, but she need to remind people, like, that didn't stop my destiny. That didn't stop where I went. You can use these issues and help you to grow as a person, help others who are going through the same thing, right? You can use these issues to become a better version of yourself. You don't have to put those band-aids, those harmful band-aids over it and result to, you know, harmful behaviors, self-destructive behaviors. Uh, man. Sometimes we unconsciously become addicted to drugs, let's go to pain for a minute. We, let's just say we got shot up or uh, we were in a really bad car accident, okay? They put us on opi- opioid. That's the first thing they want to give you now in the hospital. Some type of narcotic, uh, oxycodone, percocet, uh, what you call it, the hydrocodone. Right? Oh, it make you feel good for that moment, put you in a good mood, take away the pain, right? It becomes a problem when your body develop an addiction for it. Now you you don't want to move without it. That's not that's not good, guys. And I think we fall prey to it when that issue of pain comes, right? And I don't even know, they had a company, you can watch the uh, the Hulu movie of it. I can't think of the name of the movie right now, I'll come back to it. But they were saying that opioids wasn't even addictive. Have you lost your mind? When we were in the clinic, I overheard a doctor, I wanna say, when I was working in a clinic, that it wasn't addictive. Anything that's mood altering, Can be addictive, right? Gambling can be an addiction, just addicted to those lights flashing. I know people who are just addicted to the sound, the lights flashing, because it, it means money is here. Gambling away your house. That's that could that's definitely an addiction. You affecting not only yourself, your household, whoever lived there with you. Come on now. I'm getting more coffee. I'm sorry guys I'm going to hear from you what are you suffering with I'm going to give you some resources how you can get some help if you are ready to put in the work right I can't help nobody who don't want to help themselves I can't nobody can help anybody who don't want to help themselves I can't want it more than you right I tell my son that all the time I can't want it more than you and I have to remind myself that like even though this is your son, my son, my daughter, whatever, I cannot want anything more than you want it in order for you to gain it, what it is you're trying to get. You gotta work hard. Man. And so as a parent, it's one of the reasons it's very important to model your life. <clears throat> the way you want your kid to view you from, the angle you want them to view you, right? And that's one of the reasons I say all the time about parenting, it's not about just you, right? It's not It's about that kid now. It is. It wholeheartedly is. The first 10 years of a kid's life is the some of the most important years because they put everything in their brain as a sponge. As far as learning to walk, as far as learning to talk. Uh, they, kids are sponges. You have to watch what we do in front of them. They'll pick up the same behaviors, right? Desired or undesired. Right? Let's go to another uh, symptom. I'm sorry, let's go to another root problem. I was in foster care. Ooh, Ooh. I read a book. This book was about one of the worst rape, I'm sorry, one of the worst abuse cases in the history of, uh, in the history of abuse cases, okay? I'm trying to think of the name. A boy, a child called, it, what's the name? Oh, man. I read that book, I think I read that book in like two days, maybe a day. No, it was about two days. I couldn't put it down. Like the stuff that he went through, it's almost unbelievable. Um, It, it was just, I couldn't believe some of the, the abuse he was suffering. And guess what? His dad knew about it. And I don't know if he was afraid of his wife. I don't know what happened. But his dad knew about it. A child called it. he It's about a kid who um, was suffering abuse from his mom. Um, and he... Here it is right here. This is one of the most severe child abuse cases in California history. It is the story of Dave, Dave Pelder, who was brutally beaten and starved by his emotionally unstable alcoholic mother. A mother who played torturous, unpredictable games, games that left him nearly dead. He had to learn how to play his mother's games in order to survive because she had, she no longer considered him a son but a slave. And no longer a boy, but an it. She called him It. Kind of remind me of the one movie where the aunt was calling the uh, boy nigga. Um, I think his aunt or his, um, was that his mom? His adopted family or uh, Antoine Fisher. She was calling him nigga. That was his name. She called her son It. I have never I read that book in probably a day or two so then I believe he came out with another book about his when he finally did get um rescued and that was a sad book it was life changing um can you imagine the amount of issues he had and so he, he did get finally um taken out of the home put into foster care I wanna say he went through a little more abuse in foster care, right? Whew. Then he came out with a book called A Man Named Dave. <clears throat> I got that book. I was supposed to return that to somebody. I'm gonna have to find that lady. I have never read that book. But um I believe he's still living. If I'm not mistaken. Dave Pelzer. He goes around the world doing, uh... See, he used that to become a better person. He got a few books, A Child Called It, The Lost Boy, A Man Named Dave. He wrote some more, The Privilege of Youth. He got quite a few books, My Story. He's a motivational speaker now. He's a writer. You you gotta overcome your story, guys. We all got something that we're dealing with. We all are on this journey together. He didn't ask to have that happen to him, right? Foster care, man, they gotta do a better job than that. I don't I don't know how it's it's just unthinkable. You you adopting a kid, trying to get provided your goal is supposed supposed to be to provide a better household for this kid. And some people end up going into worse situations. Some people that's where rape happened, that's where molestation started. That's where the abuse started. Foster care. That's terrible. Man, that's terrible. Traumatizing situation. It could be a hurricane that happened. It could be a tornado that happened. It could be a storm that caused damage to your house and now you are homeless or you and your parents ended up having to go to a shelter temporarily or move in with family members temporarily. That could be where the problem started, right? All these floods. I, I know plenty of people who lost their housing in the flood. Oh my goodness. In St. Louis. It could have took their life. Everybody don't know how to swim. They were in a flood, guys. That's a traumatizing situation. You lost everything. Right? Today you you're regular. Tomorrow your house is gone. Your everything is gone. You and your kid barely made it out. It's these are root issues, guys. Um and I'ma say a lot of these root issues, let's just name them. You're not even in control of them. You had nothing to do with what took place for those root issues and during those uh, times where you developed these issues, right? You didn't ask to be molested. You didn't ask to be raped. That's not a situation you controlled. Toxic environment. Foster care. Abuse. You didn't ask for that. It just happened. You didn't wake up praying for that to happen. It happened. Guys, we're at 40 minutes. I, I just want you guys to think about these things today. Give me some feedback. Let me know how I can assist you. Let me know. Inform me. Educate me. Let me know something. Right? Out of love. Let's go ahead and pray it out. Father God. Father God. Our Father who art in heaven, thank you for today. Thank you for Monday. Um, Thank you for allowing us to see another day. Thank you for bringing forth these issues to try to get some of them addressed, to um, rain your blessings on anyone who's suffered from any of these issues and abuse and trauma. Lord, we know you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. So we give you all the glory. And we ask for your assistance with any and everything we do and carry out. Lord, place a special blessing to people who are suffering from any of these root issues and even any of these band-aids that they're covering them up with. I ask you to deliver them. I ask you to help them, guide them, see them through it. Lord Jesus, we know you don't leave your people. Help them through it. Let them know your presence is there. And these blessings we pray in your name. Father, thank you. I'm out, guys. Have a good day.